Welcome to the View Tourism Podcast and I'm Koji Bento Williams. The View Tourism Podcast is dedicated to Africa's travel and tourism industry, where leaders from the private and public sectors get to talk to us. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn and Google Podcasts. On the sidelines of this year's Meetings Africa held in Johannesburg, South Africa, the deputy CEO of the Rwanda Convention Bureau, Janet Karimera, tells me events such as Meetings Africa offers the continent a great opportunity to restart the sector. She points to Rwanda's impressive vaccination drive and other initiatives as being critical to an accelerated tourism recovery. Welcome to the View Tourism Podcast and again coming to you from is the final day of uh, Meetings Africa 2022 and it's returned after uh, you know a year of postponement. This morning I'm at the Rwanda stand and I'll be speaking to the deputy uh, boss. I mean she's going to introduce herself at the uh, Rwanda Convention Bureau. Janet, good morning. Good morning. Uh, my name is Janet Karimera. Okay. I'm the deputy CEO of the Rwanda Convention Bureau. Okay. What's your impression so far? Two years of living now. My, my impressions of the show. Yes. My, it's it's great to be back. It's great to see some familiar faces. Um, it's good to see um, how s- countries have pavilions. All it, it really reflects on how important we deem this show. It shows that we really wanted to meet in person. We're ready to get back to business as as a continent. We're ready to attract buyers. We're ready to attract event organizers to our continent. And really, it's great that the conversations are happening. It's about how we share events. It's about how the trends. How can we make our programs more interesting? How we can have more impact? I think COVID has taught us that really, whatever we do, we have to have impact. We have to have purpose. So I think all the events we're going into, all the programs that we develop, all the delegates that we attract. What are we trying to tell them? What are we trying to show them about? our destination so I think really everything that we're going to be doing moving forward is going to be look different uh, and, yeah. and, and just to add what you're saying it's also an established fact that uh, virtual was an alternative but can never replace that, virtual can never replace you know, that's, yeah. that's the thing. now uh, back to Rwanda that before the pandemic you were I mean you were growing leaps and bounds and sharply respect to a mind in fact you position your country in all spheres as a as a as a, as a mind destination and other things all right for you to have this, what are the things that you've put in place to, to open up? I mean, I know you've yeah. opened up, but what are the key things that uh-huh. you're looking to, to at least give confidence that you can hold this mega event again? Okay. And people are saying. Okay. So um, I think really, um, as, a, as a tourism industry, we are so grateful for the efforts the government made. Um, as soon as we were able to open up, before vaccines were even available, as soon as we were able to open up safely, they were open. We opened up in May 2020. Um, of course, conferences didn't return immediately, but by September, by July, the airport was open. By September, we were hosting hybrid events, and that really, um, we were doing testing. The government was facilita- facilitating testing. Um, right now, the government has reduced the prices of, of uh, testing, especially for locals, to ensure that the locals are going to events, to show that whether it's in entertainment or conferences or meetings, they're having meetings in venues, they're having, you know, uh, gatherings and, and all that. Um, I think really our vaccination rates are reflect, speak for itself. About 55, over about 55% of our population, Rwandan population, is vaccinated. And that's 12 years and up. 
So I think that just shows you how serious we are about the vaccination campaign. Um, Rundins were welcoming of the vaccinations. They were ready to get back to business. They were ready to get back to schools. They were ready to get back to, to you know, traveling and, and doing business and attracting delegates and attracting investors. So really, that's really what, uh, what, what has helped us. And as I said, the reduction in prices for testing, the accessibility of testing, there's, everyone has access to a test, a test center. Um, and, and really, it's allowed us to really have, uh, be able to reopen. From the airport, we make sure our process is seamless. I know the airport uh, management works very hard to make sure that people are in and out of, 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 of the airport in a very quick, uh, quick time after collecting their sample for their PCR test getting their luggage, going through the visa process, they're out and ready to go to the hotel. They removed the quarantine uh, recently, so that allows people to just get their results. As soon as they get the results, which is maybe five hours now, five to six hours, you get your results and you're out doing business. So if you arrive the night before, by the time you wake up in the morning, you can go to your meetings. I know that uh, obviously uh, the process of, of having to put still have some of these restrictions in place mm -hmm. is not solely, uh, you know, your decision, mm -hmm. but uh, in terms of your expectation for what probably is becoming, now we say endemic, mm -hmm. are we expected to see more easing of restrictions mm -hmm. with respect to the pandemic mm -hmm. in your sector? Yes, I, I believe our leadership is really listens to us as, a, as an industry. Um, that's, the one, that's one advantage that we have as RCB, um, being able to share feedback, being able to share feedback come from delegates. Um, we're constantly uh, requested to share what's going on and insight about the industry. And it's always taken into consideration. I think we're also, as, as an industry, we're also knowledgeable what's going on around us. If we see the cases are going up, we also have to protect ourselves, our staff, and our delegates. So we know how to work well with the government and the health sector specifically. So I really believe that um, now that the numbers are going really low, um, as I mentioned, we have a great then vaccination. We have vaccine, yeah, we have, yeah, exactly. People, and, we have booster know, shots. Uh, um, you know, people have, yeah, exactly. You know, so I think really we, we do see that um, hopefully, like they remove, like I mentioned, they removed the quarantine. They've, uh, they've increased the capacity that can be access to venues. So the next cabinet, I believe that we will see more changes that help us continue to grow as an industry. To, uh, again, I say you're a mines powerhouse. Mm -hmm. And when everything was shut, mm -hmm. Yes, tourism across the board was yes, affected. Yes, yes. Much more so affected. For sure. Because mm. it was, I think it was... So Gatherings good, weren't you know, allowed, yeah. Thing. Yes, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it wasn't allowed. But if there's one thing that you've diversified, yes. what would that be in the mind space? Yes. You know, because, so, you know, for international sure. things, what are the products that you've yeah. added on to your bouquet of things that you Oh, have? for sure. I think what we saw immediately, one, of course, everyone was doing hybrid. Um, but what, what's hybrid if you don't have interesting content, right? So that's one part that a lot of our, our PCOs were working on. But as government, what we really focused on was um, sports. Uh, the sports segment we saw return because many people, the championships or tournaments have to happen, whether it's in a bubble or it's not in a bubble. But what we saw, we were able to manage um, the volleyball championships, uh, beach championships, world championships uh, in a bubble. We did the BAL, the Basketball Africa League inaugural season in a bubble, the whole of May 2020. We did AfroBasket, which is the uh, African Continental Championships, so national teams, bubble, and also the volleyball championships uh, for the continent in a bubble. So I think really, and, the, and on the women's qualifiers for AfroBasket also in a bubble, and that was during a full lockdown too. So so really, we were able to show that we were able to do this um, because we work so well with security, we work so well with medical services, we work so well with the venues. And that's what RCB's power is, is that we're able to coordinate with all of these uh, different partners and the private sector, the hotels, and everyone was really on top of following the guidelines to make sure that the players are safe, to make sure that they, they have their meals on time, that they're staggered in the program, in their agendas for the day, and they make it to their games on time.
And in some cases for BAL, we were even able to have limited fans to access the, the, the venue. So really, it, and even by Afro Basket, we were even able to have more fans. So really, um, we saw that sports the segment is a really uh, an important uh, a segment for us to pursue. Whether it's uh, during a pandemic, when it's appropriate, you're able to have these games and, and, and keep everyone safe. I know it's difficult to project, or even want to give you and say, what is the projection of uh, the mine sector? Mm. And, you know, narrow it down to uh, Rwanda. That would that mean we know that no one can get it in the spot on, but based on the, um, not just the figures or the futuristic event that you're having, do you think that uh, we are to see, you know, earlier than projected respect to you? Having a bit of a brief, you know, pandemic. For sure. I think, I think it's really hard, like you said, yeah, right exactly. now. I think we take it uh, kind of like month by month, day yeah. by day. Um, right now, what I think we're just, right now, we're preparing for the events we have on the calendar. Like I mentioned, we have the Basketball African League coming back in May for the, for the, the finals uh, tournament. We have um, the, the Commonwealth Heads of Government meeting. So all of these, and also we have AGRF, which is the Africa Green Revolution Forum in September. And also our own uh, Rwandan event, uh, Kwitizina is coming back, and Youth Connect is coming back. And we have exhibitions planned. So if you look at our calendar, we have a pretty good calendar uh, of events that are rolled up for for this uh, that are lined up for this year. But I think the numbers of the delegates is what we can't really predict at the moment because people are willing to travel. Like you said, most of Europe has removed their mandates. Most of America has removed. Americas have removed their mandates. So we may see people traveling more. So if we're predicting maybe 300 people to come for this one event, but instead we get 500, 600, 700. That would be a really good uh, sign that people have trust. And I think for us as a destination, it's just to con constantly improve our systems, constantly improve our seamless uh, pr procedures, with, uh, whether we still have testing or whatever pr protocols are in place, and make sure that people feel safe throughout. Because at the end of the day, people want to still feel safe, even if you uh, remove certain things. But I think people still want to feel safe and see that the, the country, the destination that they're going to, is still uh, considerate of the fact that we still have this, uh, this uh, virus around us. From what you're seeing now, finally, from what you're seeing now, what did it tell you? You're meeting in the sector uh -huh. again in terms of Africa. Oh yeah. What's your yes, and so far, even the events that we've had from even before Omicron hit, uh, we were seeing a good numbers of people returning. Um, like I said, we're, we're like sports segment, entertainment uh, segment for us is really big. Um, conferences and meetings are coming back. Governmental meetings are coming back. Uh, you know, governments allowing their delegations to travel. I think we even saw in Europe recently with the AU EU uh, heads of government meeting, people uh, delegations traveled for that. You know, um, our heads of state were in Senegal opening uh, you know a stadium the other day and it looks like Africans are ready to support each other and get back to business as usual. So I think we have hope for this uh, for this year. Okay. Seems So far, it seems positive. No, thank you so much. Now, just, just I mean, this was part of the, of the conversation. Can you, in one minute, tell, them, tell me about yourself, who you are? Myself? When I'm doing meetings, yes. When I'm not doing meetings, yes. well, uh, my name, like I said, my name is Janet. Um, I have been in government and civil service for the last 10 years. I've served in different capacities, and now I'm currently at RCB working with the tourism industry to build our MICE uh, segment. Um, what I like doing, I like exploring our, our city. I, like I said, Kigali is a growing city. There's always something new to do. Whether you go to, I can take my family to Fazenda uh, and explore that. It's, it's a nice place to have horseback riding, and there's an afternoon out in the sun with zip lining and all, or culinary experiences. We have a nice restaurants that are coming up in Kigali right now that are using local ingredients, really showing our traditional food in a more modern way and really keeping true to our identity. 
and um and of course going to either Rubavu, which is where Lake Kivu is, uh, staying at the hotels there and exploring the city because they also have growing uh, businesses there. So I think it's like really exploring and of course travel in general. I think it's really interesting and I hope now that we're reopening, I hope to explore more African cities. I think that's something that I haven't been able to do. So I really hope to see more of that in my life in the next coming years. Thank you so much. Yeah.